Okay, that's that was my best crusty. No, you mean uh, Wally World, right? Oh, was that Wally World? Yeah. I was trying to do crusty. Oh, oh hey, crusty I'm Christina Park. Parker. I'm Jim Brogan. And this is X's Nexus. And this is our podcast. Where we talk about pop culture. And irritainment. And we used to date each other a long time ago. And now we ago. don't. No, and both of our spouses are here. Hello! That's... Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to the captain, everyone. Hello to the captain, everyone! What an idiot. Yes. <laughs> Are you done? You should see him when he does... Anyway, go on, Captain. Yes. When I do what? What? Oh, thank you for entering the room. Can you tell us what we're drinking tonight, Captain? Yes. I mean, since you were so far out of the room, right? I mean, you were so far. You had to run in here. I yes. was, actually. Uh, Miss Parker, you're drinking a Lolita. Oh. Lolita. Now, before you take a sip, let me let me explain the ingredients here. Yeah. yeah. Two ounces of Blanco tequila. Yes! All right, hang oh on, boy. hang on, hang on. One banana, one mango, one papaya, two ounces of orange juice. Now, you put the tequila and the orange juice and half of the mango, the banana, and the papaya with a cup of ice into a blender, and you blend it, and then you pour it into the drink, and then use the other half of the fruit for garnish. But I'm like, fuck that shit. We don't have time. You get you get uh, the Mexican version of a screwdriver. You have two ounces of tequila, two ounces of orange juice, because I'm a lazy bastard. I'm a lazy bartender. There you go. <clears throat> well, I hate bananas and mangoes anyway. I know, I know. It's so, funny since you have a tree that births hundreds and hundreds uh, of mangoes. It's been really bad the last couple of years, though. I'm going to taste my tequila drink now. Oh, boy, she's so excited. Mmm. Is like a Mexican screwdriver. So we should probably rename it. Oh, Lolita. Oh, Lolita. Señorita Lolita. Oh, what do you have for Jim? Jim has a drink called the Millionaire. Mm. Yes. Let me see how I made this. My thing went away. My instructions. Ice. Wait, what question? Oh, the Millionaire. Right. You have an ounce and a half of dark rum, three quarters of an ounce of slow gin, three quarters of an ounce of apricot brandy, one ounce of fresh lime juice. Shake them and stir it up. It's good. I, it stinks. I don't it's, like the smell of it, it at all. It sounds like the, it would be really good. I'll let you taste it, mine. It, it, it's very tasty. Of course. Don't we always do this anyway? Mm-hmm. Is it part of the tradition? Ew, it does stink. Like can Windex or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Like furniture like polish. Oh, yeah. Weird. But it tastes better than it smells. <laughs> you're a little uh, heavy on the lime uh, juice. You're a little, a little heavy on the yuck on that drink. You could have gone a little slower on the lime. Oh, yeah, well, that's for me. I'll take an citrus. An ounce of lime, man. That's a lot. I always like citrus. So I know, okay. but there's something about it. Like, it smells like it's limey. airplane fuel or something. You're supposed something. to garnish it with a wedge <laughs> of lime, too. Oof. More like airplane disinfectant. I don't like this. Yeah. I know. There so you that's it. why you guys are married. The millionaire it's and weird. Senorita Lolita. Oh, cheers, everybody. Cheers, Welcome to the everybody. show. Welcome to it. Yes. Cheers, Barback, Ooh, cheers, Kelly, Barback. Captain. Hello. 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 I'm your captain. Who does that sound like when I just... Oh, that sounded like the movie phone guy. Remember that, kids from the 90s? Oh, wait. Yeah, did you just make... <laughs> I did not. I, yes, you totally it, Movie phone was a it thing. Counts. Why does it count? It totally counts. Because there's a whole episode based on yeah. movie phones. Oh, my God. This yeah, is another movie, Seinfeld reference. Movie phone was without Seinfeld a thing. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to movie phone. <laughs> Hello. Maybe um, you should tell me the name of the movie you'd like to see. 
not. <laughs> it's the same reference. The Barbeck says that's our second Seinfeld reference, which I think it's got to count as one. Hashtag Seinfeld. <laughs> hashtag Seinfeld reference. We're, we're going to get a lot more listeners if we hashtag Seinfeld. I did hashtag Seinfeld, and we only got us one more person following us oh, on Instagram. That's one more. It's true. They might have unfollowed us since then. <laughs> They're like, they don't talk about it enough. I know. Um, hey, how about some irritainment? Irritainment. That's irritainment. Let me sip that. Uh, tell, what are you drinking? While I tell uh, well, I just drinking. poured out my cocktail. and um, Not because it was bad, just because I'm not in the mood. Um, now I have, I'm drinking a Death by Coconut, which is an Oscar Blues seasonal beer. It is amazing. It's nice. Yeah, I like it. Oh, is it a stout? Is it, it a is chocolate? It's a porter. It's an Irish style porter with uh, coconut and maple chocolate. chocolate. It's co- coconut, coconut and chocolate. You know, it's go so good, good in that. Some vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. High five to that. Oh, I found a new ice cream brand that I like called oh. uh, Vice Cream. What? Yeah. It's a, is it fake ice cream? Do you no. have to wear a linen jacket? No. Do you have to, to have a mustache? No, if they all got like, uh, what was the name of the one that we got? Do you have to wear a beanie? No. To no. eat it. Do you have to look like Don Johnson? But the names are like... Toffee Wife and, oh. and Chalk of Shame. Oh, funny. And I can't remember the one that, that, that we got. But so they, they do you got, like, like them just because they're clever or is it really good no, ice cream? No, I just, uh, Vice Cream, is it, I just tried it, but it had ingredients in it that were interesting to me. So Oh, nice. It was like vanilla and like chocolate swirls and salted caramel swirls and bits of cookie dough. Mmm, it does sound it's good. It's not bad. I've discovered that the more outside of my comfort zone of ice cream I go, the more quicker I return to my Haagen-Dazs vanilla. <laughs> uh, there's nothing... Just Haagen-Dazs vanilla? Oh, God, there's nothing better in this world. I can eat a... I can't eat a pint of ice cream in one sitting except for Haagen-Dazs vanilla. And when I get about halfway through, I'll take a Coke and I'll pour it in the pint. But just enough to, Jesus. like... Just enough to cover, with, like... Chops it with some Cheetos. No, that's not <laughs> true. And some Raisinets. No, I, it makes a Coke float. You just make a Coke float on top of the pint of ice cream. You don't pour all, like a bunch of Coke in there. You just pour enough to coat the top of the pint. Right. The fact that this is like a ritual for you. Oh just my God. Makes you... I, have a I can't stop myself either. I have a question. Do you cry when you do this? Do you sit on the couch? <laughs> and look at yourself in the mirror while you're crying? What is wrong with you? I may watch myself when I cry, but I don't cry when I eat ice cream. It's like my one pure yeah, moment of look... joy in the world. A fucking pint of goddamn haagen Cry. No, I don't. I cry when I go running, because fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) I cry 60 miles in on a bicycle, because again, fuck that. I would have cried for that, too. Yeah, those are tears. (laughs) Ice cream? Mm Mm-mm. I want to rub it on my body in ecstasy. (laughs) Save that one for later. (laughs) So, now that we've gotten the ice cream thing out of the way. um, What's your irritainment? What is your irritation? Well, I was going to let you go first. Oh, well, of course we're going to have to talk about New Orleans. Go for it. Because I can't be like a fake local and call it Nolens. Or Nola. I like Nola. I do have a tendency to call it Nola quite a bit. But I had an Aunt Nola. Literally, her name was Nola. Oh. Um, she was your Aunt New Orleans? No, her name was <laughs> Nola. I think she was... She was a showgirl. <laughs> <laughs> no. With pretty vomit in her hair and war beads down to there. I'm going to take that microphone away from you. <laughs> oh, you don't like it when I sing. I forgot. So, let's talk about your aunt. Or you want to talk about the trip to New Orleans. <sighs> I would like to finish my conversation about New Orleans. We'll go. Oh, so anyway, as you listeners know, we 
um, do the show a couple weeks ahead so that we can do things like go on vacation. So the captain and I were just in New Orleans last week and we've never been and people love that city and I just wasn't I wasn't sure what to expect and I don't didn't love it immediately. It's there's some of course you didn't hoodoo in that city. It's a cesspool. The French Quarter sounds like a really good time. The the French Quarter is three hundred. It's a three hundred year old town that's a fire safety I saw hazard. Some, I saw some guy behind a dumpster beating off the Iron Maiden. Um, did you really? Because no. <laughs> wait, so right down the is that a Seinfeld reference? Nope. Uh, we're walking back to the hotel. We're staying in the middle of the quarter, Royals and Saint Philip. And these people are walking in front of us on the narrow sidewalk. 10 o'clock at night, maybe. Not even really late. I hear them say, oh, yeah, and it looks used, too. And I look on the ground. There's a used condom on I, the ground. I saw a couple. Hey, man, he was going to recycle. Oh, we cro- it's so disgusting. You just wash it out and put it back on again. We were crossing ramparts. We were crossing <laughs> on the ghost tour, the, the cemetery tour. We were crossing ramparts. And there was one. And ramparts is a big street right in the crosswalk. Weird. Yep. Right in the crosswalk. Yeah, I walked right around. How does that like, happen? You gotta do How that on that purpose. Happen? You gotta do that on purpose. Yeah. Oh, you throw it out the window. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <clears throat> on the street like that, yeah, but up against the um up against the wall and the sidewalk. Uh, it like were they just like leaning up against a window? Gross. I know, huh. and just doing it and he just yanked it off when he was done. Gross. Um, but I also loved that town. It was beautiful. We did the little city bikes. You know, like the blue bikes where mm-hmm. you rent the bikes? They have something called the Lafitte Greenway they've started where they turn maybe old train tracks into green space with parks and a walkway and a sidewalk and a bike trail. And it was really great. I love being able to walk around everywhere. 24-hour bars are really fucking weird. Oh, that sounds wonderful. It, okay. dangerous. It, <laughs> so these buildings are hundreds of years old. These buildings are hundreds of years old. Nothing's level. The windows and the doors are sagging differently. There's no lights inside every anywhere. Every floor, every floor slants. No and not like what a building you're in. Not like a sort of slant. Like you're like gonna. You're in a fun house. Yeah, <laughs> for real. We walked in our hotel room, and it's obviously something they've split in, like an old house or something. They split into rooms. The hallway we walk into in our room, where they built the bathroom at the door, you're like a pinball bouncing off the walls as you walk. Like you're just walking in the door. We're not drunk. It's ain't. It's like the first thing we get there. Well, maybe because when you are drunk, it straightens you out. That's, yeah. Um, I had to move a seat in the chair at this restaurant, so I was, like, looking at the wall instead of kind of sitting facing Wally. Like, we were sitting against a wall but facing each other, but I was going, leaning into the wall so hard because of the slant. I had to scoot my chair, like, out away from, so I was sitting, on the, like, on the other side, like a three-sided table instead of across from each other or beside each other. It was the weirdest, and so I apologize to the waitress because now I'm in her way. So, my philosophy is all the balconies are slanted, so that makes it easier for the vomit to just stream <laughs> right off. That town's the loudest motherfucking town I've ever been in, all yeah. night long. Louder than New York City. Well, like when you were when you were, I don't know where your hotel was, but when in the quarter, close to, it was. bourbon. We were like a block from bourbon. Everything when you were like, everything. I'm done. I want to go to bed. It just, oh, echoes, yeah. it just echoes. Oh, yeah. It just echoes. It oh. echoes. And so when you wake up in the morning, is the first thing you smell is like vomit. No, because the street cleaners come through starting at like five or six in the morning. Okay. Street cleaners. And not just like the sweepers. Like they hose down the motherfucking streets every single yeah. morning. It gets hosed down. But 
Despite that, yes, you still smell piss. Yeah. And Absolutely. vomit. Piss and vomit. Um, her bed. Wow. Yeah. But not everywhere, but every now, but a lot. And the, the sound carries really strangely. Yeah. And you will hear, there was, there was magic flute music being played somewhere. It sounded like dark, flute? yeah, it sounded okay. like the dark crystal. Like a pan flute. Uh, and I heard it one morning from my balcony. And I'm like, where the fuck are those goddamn flutes? Couldn't get, like, they just were driving me nuts. Then we're out walking around in the quarter and we could hear them. There they are. Oh my God, where are they? We start walking. I could hear them. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. All of a sudden, they're far away again. I think we are being haunted by a dead flute musician. A flautist. A flautist. (laughs) A murdered flautist. Listening to the magical sounds of pan flutist extraordinaire Zamfir. It was so weird. Um, We went to this, one of the oldest bars, Lafitte's, and I looked at him, I'm like, if, if there's a fire, <laughs> there's a fire in here. near the door. Holy crap. We were back, though, in it, and there's <clears throat> bars on the windows, and none of the doors closed. That's what I was getting out about with, with the 24-hour um, bars. There, these 100-year-old buildings with, like, original doors and stuff. Like, like, it's not that they can't close. It's that they probably won't close. They like, can't <laughs> get them to meet. They wouldn't seal up a room. You, they never shut the doors. The doors on these buildings never close. What? How crazy is that? Uh, it was a really good time. Walking around the streets with booze is good. Uh, For the alcoholic on the go. Oh, man. <laughs> Everyone was, uh, I, I gotta say this, though. The people there were extraordinarily friendly and amazing. It was really awesome. It, you know, we were in Florida for five minutes, and we looked at each other like, man, we're assholes. Everyone down here is just an asshole. Everyone down here is such an asshole. They just pretend like you don't exist, and they're the only thing on the sidewalk or in wherever they are, walking or driving, and they don't give a fuck. At least in New Orleans, it's excuse me as they walk by you. It's eye contact on the sidewalk. Yeah, people were very, very nice and cordial, and they dressed up, and they went out, and they looked good, and it was it was cool. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. Food was good. The cocktails were good. The art was amazing. Um, I was up before the sun one morning and went and watched the sunrise over the Mississippi. And that was pretty The cool. old miss. Yeah. The old man. Um, it was interesting. It's an interesting town. There's a place you guys would have loved that I think all of our friends who've been recently have been to called Bacchanal. It's down in the Bywater District. And it's this two-story house maybe on a corner with a big backyard. They've made it into a wine bar cheese thing. But you go in, get a bottle, pick out cheeses and meats, walk to the counter. They send the cheeses and meats to the kitchen. And then the kitchen prepares it with breads and uh, the things that go with the cheeses and meats you've chosen. So you might get a different jelly or marmalade or olive than the table next to you because they got different cheeses and meats. So Yeah, I'd like that. And then you go sit out in the backyard and watch... On this little tiny sta- stage, you watch them play some jazz or blues. And they also have a kitchen. Yeah. They also have a kitchen with appetizers and foods if you don't want the wine and cheese. And they also upstairs is a full bar. Go uh-huh. upstairs, order a cocktail. Cool. Yeah. Sounds nice. Yeah. How was the weather? Beautiful. Till Sunday. Sunday was really hot. Oh, you know what we did do that was really cool? Um, on the hottest day, that's what made me think of it. On Sunday, that this weekend. So that Sunday when it hot, was it like here hot? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was not as thick as it is here. Okay. It was hot, but when we got back to Fort Lauderdale, we definitely felt it. We're like, holy shit, 
We were we didn't even see the sun. We were in a parking garage and we're just sweating. Like, like we, their eighty five degrees felt like eighty five or ninety degrees, where our eighty five feels, feels like, like hundred and five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what, what about was the architecture? Like that's what I wanted to hear from you. Like the architecture of like the Garden homes tour? and no? buildings. Oh, so the, okay, the homes and the buildings and the architecture. So you know how um, like our historic neighborhoods here will have a home tour, and the private residents will open their homes for you to go and check out their historic homes. Oh, that's cool. So they had the private residents um, in the quarter are part of this little garden club, and they opened their courtyards to the public, and you could do a self-guided tour of these homes cool. in the quarter that, that these women are really proud of their courtyards and their plants and stuff. That was so cool because it's, they're not always open. We right. got to go into like private residences, yards. Did, did they charge for that? Or it was, it was 20 bucks, okay. but all the proceeds. Per person? Yeah, but it yeah. goes, it's a nonprofit. It's a garden club. It's yeah. like a local Jeez. ladies garden oh, club okay. and it, it pays for their Christmas party. They have some big, huge caroling Christmas party that everyone in town looks forward to. I bet that's a fun town to spend Christmas in. It's funny because all these old ladies, no offense, Dolores, reminded me of your mom because it's such a hospitality-driven, open-your-home, friends, neighborhood, community kind of town that you forget because we're tourists and it's Bourbon Street and it's 24 hours a day and it's bars and drinking and on the street drinking and you forget that people live in the houses in this neighborhood and they're not drunks. (laughs) There's people who live here. Right. And they're like your mom's age. They're like our parents' age. They're people who love their neighborhood and love to have people come over and want to have drinks with their neighbors and want to have a sense of community. It was really special meeting the the residents, I feel like. Um, Mardi Gras is like weeks long. It's not just that week. Yeah. And the residents love it. It's a big deal. It's not, again, just not for the tourists. It's not about the tourists. It's deeply ingrained in their culture, Mardi Gras. And it's a, it's a big deal. We sat next to this old guy at a at Little Gem, he and his wife. Um, he has been reporting on Mardi Gras for 47 years or something and putting out a magazine. He puts out a biannual Mardi Gras magazine and talks about all the crews, all the floats, what days? Wow. What you're getting? Who's on it? It's he was really neat. That was a neat couple. Yeah. It's a thing. It's like a, it's like a thing. It's like one of those. Uh, it's little, cultural. Yeah, it's a cultural thing. It's just really interesting. It's. Yeah, yeah I I don't have anything I can even relate it to here yeah. that we have like that. that. That's like so much a part of. Yeah, yeah. That, that everyone knows. Oh, did you hear Marty and Roseanne? <laughs> they they're gonna do the third float this year and Mardi Gras and they got the big cheese poof thing. It's like it's like a you know everyone talks about it kind of a thing. It's really well like there's a place at Antoine's. It's this famous restaurant that's been there since the 1800s, I think, and uh, they have a room that's painted green that's exclusively for the crew of Rex crew K R E W E. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but uh, it's they have the alligator heads and this room is for them and they have parties and it's the people on that float and it's their crew, I guess. It's a very I don't know I don't understand it. I feel like an outsider. Hmm. Very strange. Um, but enough about our trip to New Orleans. What do you have? Well, I think this started at like our first episode because we were talking about the rock. Mm. So we saw Skyscraper. Oh, oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> All right, Skyscraper. Skyscraper. Uh, I think you'd enjoy it. I think you'd, I think you'd both enjoy it. It's not good. Like no, it is good. It's fun. It's dumb fun. It's not real. If you saw San Andreas, it's it's kind of the same I did thing. Not. It's that, that movie's fun. <laughs> it was that movie's fun. fun. 
But uh, it's kind of like... Was The Rock in San Andreas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Carlo uh, Gugino. Yeah. Oh, so it's the same movie, only in no, a skyscraper? No, 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 it's not the same movie. It is the same director. It's the same sense of, it's like, outrageousness. It's the same movie, except with Nev Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I in think... A ca- in a skyscraper. Uh, I think it's, like, one of the best roles she ever played. No, no smile crying. She was actually very capable and very, like, in charge of herself. Mm-hmm. It was pretty... Interesting to She's see her grown up. actually cast in a role like that. Not cry smiley face. Aww. I can't imagine what her face looks like without that cry smiley well, face. I, I was surprised myself. It's kind of like Die Hard meets Towering Inferno. That's exactly it what it is. It sort of looks like that. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought when I saw it. I'm like, oh boy. There's shit though. Like, I mean, if you get me watching a movie like Cliffhanger or anything where there's heights, and even though I know it's on a green screen or whatever, my hands are drenched. I cannot watch people at great heights without like... Yeah. Fuck you. Then going back to the um, virtual reality Star Wars thing, you're going to have some sweaty oh, palms. I know, I'm sure. Ooh, I'm sure. Ooh, ooh. She asked me to look around and I couldn't do it. I'm like, I can't. I'm barely. And I knew, that, I knew that if I took the helmet off, I'd feel like an asshole because I'd be the only one looking like I'm, you know, yeah. straddling the floor. <laughs> and I'm sure the people that run that thing are like, what an idiot. Look at that guy. I know, they do watch they probably ble- They're probably tired of seeing it because everyone's probably has yeah. that same reaction. Right. Oh my God. Well, you'd be holding my hand no, no, I, you, be, no, my hand, like my hand would be sliding out of your hand because it'd be covered in sweat. Oh God, I can't wait to do that thing but with you. I think you should watch the movie. Yeah. It'd be fun. There were some oh. good seat. There were some good scenes where you were on the edge of your seat because you're like, <gasps> oh, it's totally unrealistic, but you're still in the moment. All right, well then we should it's look fun. into it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go back a little ways. Okay. Did you watch the second season of Westworld? I don't have HBO that? anymore. Oh. So no. And she didn't like the show at all. No. So. <laughs> Good job, Kelly. Kelly just gave the HBO. finger. I'm um, saying fuck you, HBO. Oh, I thought you were saying fuck well, you to the Westworld. Okay. I don't remember. Like the whole Groundhog Day it's such a mind fuck. Wasn't, that, it is. It's such a mind fuck, that dumb show. Oh, yeah. I like it. Um, it, this is what it reminds me of, and not to bring up Zach Bagel again, but Zach Baggins. Zach Baggins. Zach Bagel. Um, I, you pronounce his name Baggins. Oh. Okay. Like bagel. Uh, Just to make him even more douchey. The last 15 minutes of that show ropes you in. The first 40, you're like, I am oh. bored. What's happening? I don't give a shit about these people. And then all of a sudden, stuff starts getting exciting and the stakes get raised. And you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And then they end it, end it with a cliffhanger. The first season or the second season? The first season oh, okay. was like that. The yeah. first season was totally like that. The second season's the same, and so is Ghost Adventure. It's all the same. Oh, God, we're that's, back to this again. That's why Can I brought up Zach Bagans. leave the show out. No, that's why I brought up Zach Bagans, because it's the same. It's the oh. same. Westworld and, and Ghost Adventures. So I'm with that's Kelly. That's an interesting comparison. That show gets the finger. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Um, did you hear that James Gunn is, has been hired to write Suicide Squad 2 and possibly direct? What? Yeah. Did he have anything to do with the first Suicide Squad? No, he did not. Okay. That was David Ayers, who's actually a pretty good director. Oof. On Blade 3. Yeah. On Blade 3. No, it wasn't him. No. 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 Let me tell you, Suicide Squad was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And now, from now on, anybody that keeps trying to tell me that Margot Robbie and I, Tanya, was so great, I can't because all I can see is her fucking terrible Harley Quinn. Oh, pudding! 
I'm even doing Well, she it does better. say that in the cartoon, you know, right? No, I'm not making fun of her saying puddin'. I was trying to make fun of her dumb accent that they tried to make something out of Brooklyn, but it was also her Australian. Also her voice in the cartoon. I understand. I loved Harley Quinn. I know what her voice sounds like because the woman whose voice in the cartoon was Harley Quinn played Calliope on Days of Our Lives <clears throat> in the 80s. So I love this crazy actress who played Calliope. And so when the cartoon came out and she was Harley Quinn, um, Google her right now, uh, I was all excited. The character was called Calliope on Days of Our Lives. Anyway. In the 80s or 90s? Late 80s, early 90s. Okay. So, but probably 80s. I might have been a little kid. I mean, not that I would remember because the 80s were before my time. <laughs> I mean, after all, you were born in 92. Mm-hmm. 1892. Whoa. Well, anyway, I think I actually think them uh, poaching him from Marvel to do Suicide Squad. Because, I mean... Oh, I let, keep forgetting it's DC versus Marvel. Yeah. I keep forgetting. But then you got a guy, you, you got a guy who... You got a guy who... Wrote a movie about a bunch of misfits getting together. So maybe Suicide Squad would be pretty good. So Take a bunch of keep, misfits and put them together. Are they they're keeping the same su- squad, the, or those characters have moved on? They're going to have a new Suicide I would, Squad. Well, the cool thing about Suicide it should be a total reboot. Well, I think the Suicide Squad, if they do a second one, they'll probably try to keep Will Smith, and they'll probably try to keep Margot Robbie. I mean, this cool thing about the comic was that these guys got killed off, and then they were just replaced by somebody else. That was one of the cool, really cool aspects of the comic. Oh, they just kept being like more kamikazes. Can, yeah, you could almost use Joe Maganello, who played uh, Joe uh, Maganello, uh, Death Deathstroke, <laughs> and at the at the tail end of Justice League, because Deathstroke's a great character. That's Peeves. Yeah, there's Peeves saying hello. Um. Well, I like it. I think that James Gunn should be getting work. I agree. I think that he's a good director. And I'm excited that he's going to be doing something else. Speaking of controversial characters losing their jobs, did you watch The Connors? Yes. yes. Uh, I watched about I, I watched about 15 minutes of it. I watched the last five. I watched. I sort of watched the whole thing. What do you think? Um, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I really, when they rebooted it, I watched the first episode of Roseanne, mm-hmm. and I was out so fast. Like I was like not funny. Not... Oh, I didn't mind it. I really didn't <clears throat> mind it. I just thought it's so like it's it's just forcing, and it's and it's it's forcing both sides of the political agenda down our throats like so glaringly like it's not even subtle. It's like look, this is the left side. Right. Well, look, obviously the they right killed side. her off with opioids. So talk about well, pushing. yeah. Well, I'll, what I'm saying is is I watched about Spoiler I watched alert. about ten minutes of it and I laughed twice, which I did not do. Oh, I liked it. I never liked the first Roseanne. <laughs> I was never a big fan. It always you know like to quote the movie Go. It's all. It's gonna be bad, Roseanne style drama, and they always had that in that show. It's like more of this weirdo forced drama yeah. than it was a funny sitcom. Which is kind of fitting then that they killed her off the way they did, because it's kind of forced. It seems like a forced way to kill well, her. Well, she off. had a apparently. She, I, I didn't. But what from what I understand, she had a pill problem at the end of the last season. So like that, like they yeah. didn't just throw that. Oh no no no! I understand that they really like wrote the story well about it being an opioid, yeah. like having like the, the way that they handled it. But isn't it so very of the moment? Such a very Roseanne-style drama. It just kind of carries through. But watching it and watching that Melissa Gilbert, watching watching the Gilbert girl cry for real, like hugging Goodman, John Goodman. Oh, I didn't catch that. It was was at the very end. It's like when they were all like trying to deal with it. um, She was crying because she's happy she's still getting that paycheck. 
No, I mean, she looked genuinely upset. I think they were all probably genuinely upset. Yeah, I mean, they, they all looked yeah. really... I mean, Metcalf, Laurie Metcalf's scene at the end, it was really touching. And I, like, felt bad for Roseanne. Yeah, I felt bad. I did. I felt bad she's lost her job because we've all forgotten what she said. All of us have forgotten what she said. I think they made a crucial mistake by killing her because if you had put her in jail... Yeah, you now still you can have could... her back. Yeah. yeah. Her back. Hey. Hey. Oh, Peeves is, Peeves is on the chairs. No! He's got his fingernails right in those chairs. That boy. He just wants attention. He thinks his mommy's going to walk him. Okay, back to the podcast. (laughs) Sorry. The cat wants to walk people. What? He wants his leash put on and for his mommy to take him out. That's right, because that's not made up. That really happens. All the time. Um, So, yeah, in jail. That would have been interesting. Because every season you could be like, you could be like, oh, well, mom's still in jail. Yeah. I mean, you could have kept that joke like, going forever. Like Jailbird hey, Joey. Right, or she could have been no. like Julian Assange and gone in, like, into hiding in some no, consulate somewhere. No, that's stupid. Somewhere. That's stupid. <laughs> but her character, you could see her being the type of character that would end up in jail. Mm-hmm. So uh, then then that's it. And that way you keep it safe so when all the brouhaha calms down, you she, can reintroduce her back into the series. Yeah, again, If exactly. you decide to do that. If you don't. Right. They like, didn't want to give like, themselves an out, though. They wanted to. They wanted to prove a point and teach her a lesson. Yeah. They're That's teaching the her a lesson. She's become a. She. She's just a, a lamb to the slaughter for I that guess or so. whatever. A sacrificial lamb is what I'm trying to say. I guess so. Um. All right. Well. Uh. You want to move on to? Do we have anything? You, well, we have our. It, we have uh. Cap's planning. Sweet. Oh, Cap's planning. Oh, yeah. Damn. That's right. Hey Kelly, you got a cap. Share the the mic. (laughs) Wombats? Kelly. Did you say wombats? Well, you know. Of course you won't. Oh, welcome to Kelly's segment called Capsplaining, where she asks the question of the captain to see if she can get an answer. What do you got for us tonight, (laughs) Kelly? Oh, boy. That's hilarious. Is it? Uh, Okay, so I... And I'm sure many of our listeners would like to know, what's the origin of the whole captain story? Why are you called the captain? Well, if you've read my bio, that's on the webpage, I think that pretty much explains it all. If you had ten minutes to read those six paragraphs. It's not that long. (laughs) You would discover nothing. I was uh, born in Calcutta, the Spice Traders. And um, I, at an early age, was moved, much like a army brat, I was moved around a lot from port to port. Oh my god, are you just reading it verbatim off the website? Uh, this, no. Uh, moved around from port to port, you know, as my folks traded spice and other materials. I think I have and, to stop you for a second. Though. Okay, go ahead. Before you move on. Before I move on. Before you move on. Are you trying to kill me? No, I'm trying to help Kelly. I think you might have to... Oh, look. Kelly stopped the captain from from splaining because she handed him a box. Is this Facebook Live? Yeah. Your Instagram Live? It might help you. All right. I'm opening a strange box. It's not that strange. It's from Amazon. I was hoping it would, like, jiggle your memory a little bit about the whole origin of... Oh, I know the origin of the captain. I know the origin uh, of the captain. I'm so excited. <laughs> I haven't seen this from my youth. It's been so long since I've seen these things. 
Oh. Well, Wally, that is a yes. gift from James Mace. What? Oh, yes. that's awesome. Oh, so, James. Yes. Oh. Fuck yes. James, you are a fucking hero. I am so excited. The captain. I told him. Uh, I was shitting when, 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 we, when we got it. The captain's been it. reunited with his hat oh. and his corncob pipe, oh. everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, the Not captain is aboard. Now I can tell the story. Uh, like, uh, oh you should God. tell it like uh, Robert Shaw. <laughs> doll's eyes. Black. He turned over <laughs> lifeless he turned, eyes. Look at doll's eyes. Doll's eyes. He turns over. No, you think he's. You think you he's. You think he ain't kicking. Until, until he bites you and his eyes roll over white. <laughs> Captain Money all your life. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that all of us know some line <laughs> from that speech in Jaws. Ah, uh, Hooper. That's the USS Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many went into the water. Thousand? Fifteen hundred men? What's your full name, Captain? Captain. Jellyfish! S- oh. Captain S. Jellyfish! I guess this isn't Captain Captain S. Planning. Jellyfish? You just said Captain, Captain S. Captain USS Jellyfish. <laughs> guess that's the name now. No. Jim, would you like to tell this story? <laughs> since, since you're the creator. Well, Wait. first of all, thank you, James Mace. Thank you, James Mace. Thank you, James Mace. Mace. This James is Mace. awesome. It really is awesome. I can't say it in many, too many times. You're the fucking best, dude. You've made my weekend. You've made my podcast. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. Um, so yes, can you can you I still want to? I would Jim? like to tell my spice trader story, but go no, ahead. No, just Jim. read the website for the spice trader story. <laughs> It involves whores and pirates and robots. <laughs> um, I remember the whole thing was when well, we were all going out on the keys and yeah. You want to help me out? Okay, so we were down in the keys and Wally took off of his shirt to get in the water, and Jim Brogan, who's also pretty white, yeah, I'm pretty white, uh, was shocked at how very pale Wally was, and he said he was translucent like a jellyfish, and so he started calling him Captain Jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> So there I was in Singapore. <laughs> Yay! Thank you, Captain, for explaining that. And I was trying to sp- no, I trade cut you some off. of the locals. No, that was a cut. That, I, that was a hook. I was looking I to get some spice. spice. <laughs> and what had happened you. was no, no. there happened? was this weird Singapore robot that started giving me some shit. I just hooked you off the stage. My you got hooked in. Yeah. But then yeah. the robot started giving me a head. Oh, my God. And no. things got weird from there. Hey, tell us what's in our drinks, Captain, and maybe make us another one. Can you do your job? Then the ninjas came. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and Thanks, ninjas James. took my side because the robots and the ninjas never got along. The layers you've just added to this, James, this now, is all your fault. What you don't realize is that ninjas don't normally talk. But oh one of the ninjas God. got put in a headlock by the robot. Can you stop talking? And he was about to die. <laughs> no. Until Chewbacca arrived. And then the other ninja said, Captain, help us! Because I had the hat. I didn't have a corncob pipe until now, but I appreciate it. So I came to their rescue, I helped the ninjas out, and in return they bought all of our spice, which afforded me the ticket to come to America. Oh my god, you're done. We are done. <laughs> Can you please Look, just tell us about our drinks? We gotta move on. We're moving uh, on. We you are... are drinking the Lolita. Oh, wonderful. Would you make me another one while Jim expla- asks me a question, please? Yes, robot. <laughs> oh my god, James, what have you done? Oh, we made a monster. He's going to talk in that voice forever. Look, he loves that pipe. I know. That stupid outfit. I mean, it looks... Okay, so, Jim, what's your question for me this week? My question for you is, Christina, 
If you suddenly found yourself in your 10-year-old body, what's the first thing you would do? Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> Drink tequila. <laughs> Just think of how much faster it would affect you. 10 years old. 10 years old. What would I do if I was 10 again? Like, but not if you were, like, if it was you, like, you, right now, got transported, like, Freaky Friday into your 10-year-old body. Weird. I don't know. I don't know. I would... Would you make cereal and watch Saturday morning cartoons? No. Because I can do that right now. I would... <laughs> I want to do something, like, limber. Like, I don't didn't realize how, like, limber my little 10-year-old self was, right? We get all folded into pretzels as children and it didn't affect us. So, I feel like... I would want to do some kind of like <clears throat> aerial silk silks or something. I want to do like I want to be a prodigy. I want to be some kind of like little kid fucking dance prodigy or fold me up prodigy. What's that like called? A, like an uh, a contortionist? Yeah, I think I'd be a contortionist. When I was in Casablanca, <laughs> I was married to a contortionist. Three of them. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna get the bar back to pull the plug <laughs> on your mic. <clears throat> um, I I feel like you want to be a contortionist. Yeah. that's where you're going. Yeah. So you would practice to be a contortionist. Yeah, because ten year olds are super limber. Okay. Not a gymnast. No, I think I'd want to be some kind of weird circus freak. Because then I could go join. Because <clears throat> I don't think that I real. No one tells you when you're ten that you can grow up and be in Cirque du Soleil if you just learn to put your leg over your head. No one says that. No one teaches you that. They teach you ballet and jazz and modern dance. And who gives a fuck? Teach me how to be a contortionist so I can run off and join the circus. There's money to be made. Ain't no money in ballet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was better than I thought the answer was. I can't be. argue with that. I guess not. Mm-hmm. You know why I can't argue with that? Because in Egypt, <laughs> the ballet dancers had to perform on the streets because no one would go to see a stupid ballet. All your fault, James. Uh. <laughs> what would you do with your 10-year-old self? Is it... That's what I thought this was going to, Kelly. Kelly just said jerk off no, in the I, kitchen. I, no, I don't think so. I, <laughs> no, at 10? I wasn't jerking off at 10. I had no interest in that. But 11. No, I, much like her, I probably would take up piano and guitar and, and study my musical craft much yeah much better. much better younger do all the things that your parents wanted you to do and have discipline doing and you're like fuck that i want to go outside I or would, play video games you just take yourself more seriously because now you know that like this what the stakes granted, you should yeah. actually appreciate it back then because sometimes true it's and too late. it's true not that it's ever really too late but you know what i mean yeah no i mean no but there's a difference between learning piano i mean somebody would argue you can you can learn an instrument anytime in your life right but when you're like 10 and you're taking all the lessons that's when you absorb all that oh yeah shit. definitely take another language oh yeah that's yeah. a good one too mm -hmm. i'd learn a couple different languages i'd also watch saturday morning cartoons and eat cereal oh, I, again i can do that right now i know i can still do it right now but when you're 10 you it, you know it's a different mm -mm. what would you <laughs> the captain's so irritating i would uh i would probably learn uh, a couple languages but definitely at least one. Yeah. Because I think when you're younger, you have a better, yeah. you can pick up everything. Oh, yeah. Quicker. Completely. Completely. I it's agree. Easier. Yep. Cheers to that, then. Cheers to that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Cheers, kids. What's... Cheers. Um, what are you drinking, Jim? I am drinking... The Millionaire. The Millionaire. Good, I like it. 
The Millionaire. Um, Bricktops in Palm Beach is a restaurant, and they have something called Millionaire Bacon, and it's like candied bacon, but they serve it with deviled eggs. So you get deviled eggs and Millionaire Bacon as an appetizer. Oh my God, it's so good. I get it for lunch sometimes and feel like a pig. Is that on Atkins, you think? Yes. Bacon is. Protein. 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 I know, except for the sugar on the bacon. Uh, you got to make room for a little something. So as why, why the hell would she do that? <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, um, we are we record a couple of weeks ahead of time before the episodes are aired. So by the time this episode comes out, this question will be answered, um, and and we'll all have moved on from it. So bear with me, um, Jim. In light of this week's billion dollar lottery uh, jackpot, <clears throat> did you buy any tickets? By the way, yes, I bought one. Uh, for what was it Tuesday and we bought one for tonight yeah I did three for tonight did you do quick pick yeah I always do quick pick and I never and they really... always tell you not to well I never really people d- win off quick pick I know yeah, I feel I know. like quick I, pick's a better it's deal. really the same fucking odds I never I never really play unless it gets really huge and then I'll buy one or two tickets cause and... oh the lotto's yeah. only two million dollars fuck that I don't well, need that no but I'm not but a gambler people, a lot of people win the quick books quick books quick books quick picks thank you in like these random shitty shopping centers. Yeah. Like you have to go to like the shittiest shopping. That's. Center. Did you buy a ticket today? No. That's your, where you buy your. your I told him to. That's why I told him to buy a ticket today by where he works yeah. at a gas station over there, and because I bought my ticket at the Palm Beach Publix. You think the Palm Beach Publix gonna win? No. So, but we should I, buy it from the liquor store that we go to next to Publix. From the shitty shopping center. Oh, nice. Good. Sorry. See, yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. Yeah. Good and luck, you guys. Yeah. No, this one's a billion dollars, so. Well, um, so if you could quit your job tomorrow and had unlimited funds, what would be the first thing you would do? I mean, after you get a lawyer and stuff. Like, what's the first yeah, thing you would course. do with the money after you, like, invest and start making money on the money? Like, what's the first big expense you would do? What, like, what's the first major thing you'd do? Well, first of all, we would go on vacation for about a month. Uh-huh. Uh... And I don't know where. Actually, I would probably I would probably set one destination and then just go to another destination once we get tired of it. And then so you spend like the like, first. So we would go to Italy, right? Right. And we'd spend this until we got not bored there, but like a good amount of time there. And then it's like, all right, let's go to France. Would you plan it? Like no, you would literally Absolutely just not. okay. So would you get on? Would you get like? Would you buy a private jet? Would you invest no. in a private jet? No. Would you I, get I, like I the net fly, jets? I would fly classy though. Would you get like net jets? I. Uh, That's like a. So the it's ones like, that you lay down on and, and no, like it's a, it's a thing where like everybody like it's a like people go in on it, right? It's like a rent it like you rent time on a jet, basically. Yeah, it's a like, it's like a timeshare. Oh. Yeah, it's no. a jet timeshare. No. no, that sounds. I just get on a plane and go. Oh no, I'm not gonna hang out with the hoi polloi. No, I'm not hanging out with them. <laughs> I don't know about the net jets. They have to look into it now. But... Oh no, net jets is there's several companies like net jets that does that. But we would still be we would still be very. Um... Oh, I'm gonna be frugal. You have to be frugal because you have to. All they have yeah. to do is literally put it somewhere where it can make money on its own. If you have it making more money, how can you go broke? Kelly, Kelly's actually one of the few people that wouldn't take it in a lump sum. She'd take it in payments. Really? Because you never lose it. I, I mean, would, it, you I might would, piss it away, I but you're going to get another check. I would never take the whole lump sum. I would take it in increments, and I would put almost like it was almost like I'd be paying myself a salary and putting a portion of it into a Roth IRA. So yeah. that's I would never take the whole thing because I feel like. 
people tend to take advantage of you when you have it all at your discretion. And you, I think you, you get a taste of the money and then you're like, oh, well, there's there's more where that came from. I, I can, I can. But if you're limiting yourself. I know, but I look at these rich people investing. I work with all the time who have money like that, who the money still keeps coming in because they've invested yeah. well, it properly. Invest it. Well, that's what you I'm saying. Like, so you get the money, you take a bunch of, you take it and start putting it places to make more money. So then you're really just spending what you're making what on the money. Is, what I'm saying is, is I would never take like a lump sum and be like, oh, I have this sitting here. I would never no, let it sit. it would have to be like, I would be like, I'm going to set it up so that like it's in a trust and then it yeah. has like, then I'm making money. X amount monthly. And then I'm going to put it over here and put it over here and put it over here. So that way I'll never be without it. And, but it also gives me a limitation to where I'm, I'm just not scratching off checks throughout the year. Oh yeah. I think that's completely irresponsible. And I think that's where you get into trouble because your cousin Jojo is. Who you never spoken to. He's money and you tend to like. No, see, I never really think about, I never really think about that side of it. Like the people coming and knocking on your door for money and stuff. Because I I have a real easy time saying no. I know who I'd set up. I know who, like, there are people I have in my life that I would want to be like, hey, y'all. We're the same way. Let's share this, right? Well, if you had a billion dollars, that'd be easy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you still wouldn't have a billion. You only have, like, 500,000. Oh, okay. No, you'd have 500. I think it would be really weird. I mean, that's what I meant. In the beginning, I think it'd be really weird to be like, all of a sudden, you just have, like, all of this money at your discretion. And you're like... I can do anything I want. Where do you start? Right, like, but hold. Where do you start? You said, I buy myself like, a jet. Well, well, she asked, "What would you be the?" I buy a jet. I'm not saying I w- I'm not saying I would piss it all away. What I'm saying is, the first thing that I would do is I would do shit that I've never been able to do, and I obviously I, mean, I would be very conservative about it. But in the, I would I would want to have a blast with it off in the beginning. Would you ever get another job, like even part time? Like, would you eventually, like Kelly said, so she's got you guys on a salary, so you get a salary and a fixed income. Basically, it's a fixed income. I think I would create something for myself. You know what I mean? I mean, I that think was, I'm a fairly... That would make money or, or operate in the black? Like, do you think you would create something that would operate in the black? Because that's different than actually having a job that that's, makes money. I would take my... I would have the option to take my time to think about exactly what I would want to do with that. I would also get a 77 Trans Am. High five. Yeah. That bird, would be... Bird actually, before we even took flight, I would be calling somebody going, who has... I, I, shit, I'll buy Burt Reynolds... Yeah, it's everything's for sale. Exactly. I'll buy Burt Reynolds. <laughs> and they're like that motherfucker's driving around in it. Yeah, yeah, it ain't in a garage. What he means by that is he actually buy Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds Tran- skeleton. Burt Reynolds corpse. <laughs> God rest his soul. Would be oh. driving around with him in that Trans Am. Yes. So that's what I would do. That's what I would do. What would you do, Captain? Well, <laughs> seeing as I have. Already traveled to Italy when I invented the artificial cow heart, <laughs> and France. I don't know. I think I. How were the prostitutes in France? You know, uh, it takes money to make money, and, <laughs> and you can't go wrong with the oldest profession in the world. It's constantly. Tell as, that to Dennis Hoff. As you were whatever saying, his name is. As Christina was saying, she'd want to invest. I can think of no better way. Than to invest in some cow cutting in whores. Cow. <laughs> the pimps in Calcutta know their trade. Is Calcutta still a place? It is in my mind. I mean, it might still be. I can't keep up with everything over there. Myanmar. Myanmar whores. Burma. 
And the Burma no, pimps. They're the same thing. <laughs> and the Indonesian circus waffle. Order that one. Because that would blow your mind. Do only the Indonesians do the circus waffle, or will other people know what that that's is? A, that's a sexual position. I understand. No, no, anyone. Like the devil's yeah. triangle. But you have to be taught it. You can't just walk into the Indonesian circus waffle, you know? it's. I wouldn't think so. You'd have to proposition someone and get permission. It's like Cirque du Soleil. You You're not to... listening to me. You're just concentrating on what you want to say. It's a poor, poor example. Robots. Is that like the uh, Alabama pork chop? <laughs> It's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Kansas City mud flap. That sounds disgusting. <clears throat> well, kids. The dirty water spider hump. Once again, James Mace, thank you so much. Thank you, James. Oh, my God, James Mace. What have you done? What kind of monster have you created? First time James and I went whoring. Good night, people! <laughs> <laughs> Robots. <laughs>